Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Skull Sessions. Uh, before we kick off, a big shout out to Rising Suns Brewery, our main sponsor. Craft beer is local here in Cork City, lads, if you're ever around. Check them out. Amazing beers, amazing stuff. This week, lads, I'm delighted to welcome The Depth Beneath Us. Released their self-titled album back in December. I'd like to welcome Dan, Matt, Ryan and Mike. Lads, thanks so much for coming on to the Smashing Skulls. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Now, first off, lads, I'm, I'm going to say as a fanboy, this album fucking absolutely crushed when I heard it. It's, it brought everything that I love about post-metal, you know. It's heavy, there's melody, there's in-between crescendos, there's softer moments. Dual guitaring, it fucking has it all. So look, congrats on that album, lads. Thank you. Before we go into this album, lads, before we dig deep into the album, can I ask you how you came together, how this band got together in the first place? I guess I should probably tell the story. Um, so probably 2016, 15. Um, Danny, when did you get married? Was it 16? I got married in 17. 17. Okay, so 2017. <laughs> I was off for a little bit there. Okay, so um, I had not played in a band in a long time and was writing music and decided to reach out to Dan or Danny and uh, and Wes, who I played in bands with in the past, uh, you okay. know, 10 years ago plus. And um, we started jamming and we just, you know, wanted more people. We wanted a, a third guitar player and we wanted a bass player. And uh, so I reached out to Ryan and was like, hey, do you want to uh, get together and jam? And he was like, no. I was like, OK, well, here, here's a here's a track. Here's a demo of like what I have in mind. And it's yeah. the same track that. I had sent Danny and I had sent Wes and was like, do you guys want to get together and play stuff like this? And then five minutes after sending it to Ryan, Ryan was like, yeah, let's, let's get together and jam. Excellent. And then I think maybe two, three months after him coming to practices and jamming and learning the couple of tunes we had and continue writing. Um, then Matt came by and uh, I think he was down for maybe like one or two practices, just listening. And then, mm got together and learned everything and it's kind of been all of us ever since well like you just you just mentioned like you all sort of live with close enough proximity to each other don't you i yeah. mean it made life a lot easier to get together to jam oh, yeah. and the whole lot yeah. yeah yeah and and the whole idea behind all of this too is i mean we're all you know five individuals mm. with our own lives our own responsibilities our own jobs and everything like that so mm. with this being the digital age if somebody has an idea you can lay it down and you can email it to somebody yeah, you can yeah. you can work on things that way. If um, we're writing an idea, you can come to practice, and at that point, we can record what you're doing. And if you're not at practice the next week, that's fine. We can mm -hmm. just play what we call like a robo track, like it's just yeah. a, you know a track that you you get to play along to, and we just work from there. And and did this this idea of you know technology taking over and being able to send files to and from each other did the whole COVID thing instigate that, or was that something you were doing even way before that? We were doing that before that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, before it, COVID, it's something that we've been doing all along. Uh, the the COVID by the time COVID hit, all of these songs for the album yeah. had already been written for a couple of years, so it was really right. just a waiting game at that point. Okay, okay. I, I didn't notice that you had songs written from back in 2017, 2018 already, hadn't you? Yeah, most yes. of the album. I think the album was pretty much written by 2019, and we, it was. we yeah, we we had a couple of false starts to uh, whether we were going to record it ourselves or to hire okay. out the. Uh, the, the recording and mixing and stuff yeah. and it wasn't until 2022 that we could all get back into a room together and uh you know by that point we had decided 
Uh, well, we lost access to our original practice space. And so mm. in order to kind of get the best drum recording sound, we decided to uh, go into a studio. But yeah, okay. I mean, it was just all, you know, a waiting game. And in the in the meantime, we had kind of sent files back and forth. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just kind of how it how is. It that, is that tough going? Like, is it you have the material since 2017, 2018, sitting on it for so fucking long? Like, you mean? You know, did you get did you get to the stage where would this ever see the light of day? There were there were definitely points where we're we're getting ready to record the debut album, and we're already kind of you know we're we're already on to the next batch of material. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay, well, I guess we have to finish this stuff first. Around the same time, Wes and I, well, Wes had his daughter a few years before I did, but I I had kids. I had my first son in 2019, so I kind of learned a new uh, a new version of patience. <laughs> I guess you could say just by having a child. So I mean, it still sucked to sit on those songs for so for so long. Yeah. But uh, we had the plan the whole time. Like the whole idea was we wanted to get together because I mean we're all in you know our late thirties and forties, and the whole plan was just to finally I'm not saying that we hadn't made good music in the past, but we just wanted to make the best album possible yeah. at this point in our lives. And I think we I think we definitely set out to achieve that and did a pretty mm -hmm. good job. So. We're definitely well, working on the second one now. Yeah, I suppose it's testament to, to the fact that this is a great album, but the fact that you sat in it for so long, never really changed it. You were always happy with what you had. I mean, and it, and it shows like, I mean, it's it's such, yeah. I won't say polished because polished, it is polished, but not polished in the sense that it lacks any bit of raw energy, like, but it it's so well complete. It, it sounds complete. Do you know what I mean? It's it's polished because we play to a click track. <laughs> it helps. It certainly helps. It definitely helps. I mean, I, I practice to it on my own too. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a huge part of it. But yeah, knowing the songs in and out really well yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, even when uh, COVID hit, we we kind of sat on the stuff. And I don't think we we even practiced. We actually Zoomed um, just to hang out at times. Yeah. But I don't think we practiced for maybe 20 20 i don't even know 2021 was maybe the first time we got together i i so i mean not only did we sit on the songs we also mm. then had to sit and not necessarily even play them together yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was probably about two years between practices with right. everybody there brilliant no i i know you already touched it there earlier mike and, and i mentioned it earlier as well having three guitarists right was that always the plan or is it something that just came about within this group and what's um, the reason behind it, do you think? I've always been intrigued with three guitarists. Um, there was a band years and years ago. Um, Danny and I both really enjoy, Wes, our drummer, enjoys um, Trios, the receiving end of Sirens. Okay. I'm pretty positive that was one of the first bands that I saw that had three guitarists. They also had three singers. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. they were just absolutely amazing. Blew me away. And I think that was the first time where I was like, oh, wow, like three guitars can add a dynamic. You yeah. can, you know, even if you just want to do something where you've got, you know, harmonies going on, but then something else is even doing something different melodically. Like it just, it was always my idea to have three guitar players. It, okay. You always find somebody else to be in yeah. there. So, yeah. Ryan, what about you being a bass guitarist? Like, I mean, three guitarists potentially sort of <laughs> worry you at all? Or were you happy to have three of them fucking laying into <laughs> when you're trying to get up over them? No, it didn't bother me at all. Uh, there's a band called Ocean Size that had yeah. three guitars. Yeah. Me and Matt really loved those guys. So I kind of figured where my home was and 
what I could add to the music and not getting anybody's way. Exactly. Yeah. Come here again. I was on your Bandcamp page there recently, and um, I just want to quote back something that you had written on it there on your Bandcamp page. In the age of streaming, the Death Beneath Us believes in long play format and has created an experience that respects you and rewards your attention. Right now, I loved everything about that comment, lads, because I I don't music has just become so fucking throwaway lately with all the streaming devices, you know, people don't give an album a chance. Yep. You know, you, you, everything, you can fucking think any album you want, it's there for you. You give it a listen, toss it aside, it's digital, no one sees it again. And it's forgotten about, which is a fucking shame, especially for such great albums. And is that what you're getting at? That is that comment, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's exactly right. And I think the yeah. most interesting thing about that with this album is that the songs, they they weren't just a collection of songs. They were actually written in the order in which they appear on the album. Yeah. And so from the very beginning, it was kind of conceived as a full experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I to that, Mike. <laughs> yes. The, the songs were written in that order, but like the, the stuff that I find funny was like, uh, like the intro to the album, like that was mm -hmm. just, Hey guys, let, let's, let's have something that we can warm up to, you know, okay. like type okay. of thing. And it just to get like, you know, the, the, the juice is flowing and just kind of warm everything up to get into a song. But yeah, I mean, like the, the album was written exactly in that order. I mean, we started mm -hmm. the first song, um, so loaded the gun walls. And then I don't even think we were halfway through that song and we were like, well, let's do something just to, to warm up every practice. And that mm -hmm. became the intro. So yeah, long format. Um, I think about it all the time, and especially recently. Like, I miss the days of you you buy an album because you hear a song on the radio, whatever it is. And yeah. then, especially because you don't have streaming and stuff, you don't have all the other devices to take your attention away. You get to mm. then listen to the album. You discover stuff. Um, like, I was actually thinking about this earlier today. Um, like, I can remember being probably like 12, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Melancholy and Infant Sadness came out. You know, I, I yeah. bought that for the the typical songs, Bullet with Butterfly Wings, like those type of things. Mm -hmm. But then as a child, like that was the first time I like ever had a CD that was two discs and listening <laughs> to that album in its entirety. Like yeah. listening to it even now, like I love it because it takes me back to that of learning and discovering all these other songs on this album where the album is an experience, you know, yes. and exactly that like it, it's great to have albums that learning them and listening to them front to back like it does make an experience you know i mm. i'm i'm somebody who i don't necessarily like to hit shuffle like i don't necessarily um stream and stuff like i like to pick yeah. a disc i like to listen to it all the way through before i move on to something else i mean there's there's a time and place for shuffle i shuffle but my I playlist every day <laughs> do you then but I, yeah. listen to, but I listen to albums too i mean it's not totally not similar to our music at all but i just listened to uh killer mike is a rapper from uh atlanta he's uh also one half of run the jewels i don't know if you're into hip-hop or anything but uh no. killer mike's new album uh michael i just listened to that in its entirety and that was incredible so i do listen to albums but i also have a playlist with thousands and thousands of songs and i mostly just mm -hmm. shuffle it so i mean yeah yeah you know. i find as well actually if i'm driving with say i'll shuffle the music because you're not as clued in as you sure. would be normally and you know, exactly. a track will catch your attention every now and then, whatever the case may be. But like you mentioned, Mike, at home, like, I mean, I don't know, age groups, I'm, I'm late 40s, right? I remember the days of going into the, the city, buying a CD, going home, up to the bedroom, CD on, on the bed, in the car house, reading through every fucking track, yep. learning every single lyric, you know? Those days are gone, like, aren't they? Oh, yeah. You know? 
it's a shame like and i mean go ahead matt no uh it's it's funny because you know some of the most uh beloved music in my collection is is cds that i found just kind of browsing aisles and you know an album cover catches my eye and then I, I take it home and I'm like, oh, I know one of those songs from the radio and the rest of the album, uh, you know, is just amazing and and deep and it, they're mm. so layered. And I think the one that I'm thinking of is uh, Fantastic Planet by Failure, which I think a lot of people probably okay. now, but at the time in the 90s, uh, it's yeah. very, very underground. But to find yeah. that and to kind of have that be your own your own thing, your own discovery uh-huh. was incredible. Would you agree, Ray? Would you, would you have been a person who sat took time out and listened to an album back oh, in the day absolutely. yeah did you Sorry. care to elaborate ryan's the quiet one yeah he say much. and i always try and you know egg him on get him going <laughs> so I was i but it's not working for me anyway what's that i was trying as well but obviously it's not working yeah. for me <laughs> we can move on <laughs> Look, Joe, actually, since we're talking about this type of thing, let's get on to your vinyl as your vinyl release, because as I said, the album was, was dropped. Actually, before we even get to that, something else just cropped into my mind today, actually, when I was listening to this album. And, you know, people always have their album of the year lists and highlights of the year and whatever else. To drop an album in December mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't give that album the opportunity, I think, to make it into album of the year lists. Right, sure. Because I think this deserves to be in an awful lot of them. Um, it wasn't in mine, obviously, because I was late to it as well. Mm. December uh, release date. Was there any reason for that, or is it just the only time you could get it out there? It, it, honestly, we were probably so anxious. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we were just <laughs> right. We were ready to get it yeah. out there. And to be honest, coming from uh, coming from where we were, uh, we had no idea if anybody would ever even listen to this album. We had no idea of the marketing or any of that stuff going into the recording of it. So it okay. was really just, uh, you know, pick a date. And then we kind of worked backwards from that as far as releasing singles goes. Wasn't yeah. even thinking at all about, you know, possibly getting on end of your lists. That was the furthest thing from, from my I suppose, yeah, 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 yeah. true. Fair point. But as I said, it did deserve Matt, to be on him. I will say that much. Stuff. Oh, thank you. It definitely did. Matt did all the marketing. So as far as the, the release date, I, I don't think there was anything but like, hey, this is when we're going to release it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. right, yeah, that's, okay. that's the hard working <laughs> behind the scenes genius guy of it all. Yeah. I got kids. Yeah. So, that, I say that that's why you're front and center, Matt. Is it? I, I, I don't know. Well, Matt has kids; but, but, they're just older. Minor, yeah. minor, young. I'm so. able to get away a little more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no putting them to bed, eh, Matt. That's the right. difference. Yeah. yeah, I know. The, I know that feeling. Sure. Um, but again, like I, you know, we talked about the end of the year list and all that. Like the likes of where Post Rock dwells, then lads and mm-hmm. stuff like that for for putting their music out there. You dealt with Ronnie, obviously, from from where Post Rock dwells. Yeah, absolutely. Does that make a difference for you? As a it, band. It, yeah, it made a huge difference. Um, in fact, uh, we have to go back a little bit further. Um, over the summer, when we were just starting to think about the release, I had some mm. conversations with um, Eric from the band Hearaway, and he. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was incredibly gracious and thoughtful with his like responses, and um, one of the things that he suggested was trying to get us connected with some of the larger post rock channels, uh, mm-hmm. implying more post rock dwells. So yeah. I reached, uh, reached out to Ronnie and, um, you know, he was he took a listen to the album. He had a chance to hear it a little bit early, uh, said he loved it and was from that point on and just incredibly helpful getting us, you know, premiered on his channel, put our mm-hmm. banner on his, on his homepage. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it does matter though, doesn't it? That type of thing. Absolutely. It's yeah. nice that there's still people out there that care. <laughs> well, that's okay. absolutely that's it, Dan. Yeah, you're right. People to listen to music, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not easy, like you know. It's like this post scene is flooded in bands. Like there's there's no two ways about that. There's so there's so much stuff out there. Yeah. It could be forever, ever delving and and just getting down yeah. to trying to get to the bottom. There's it's it's a bottomless pit of music. Yeah. So to get any any traction at all through the likes of where post rock well, must be a, a big bonus, I think, for any band. I think yeah. anything anything like that is a big shock when somebody when somebody appreciated it enough to kind of get behind it and to help push it out there. Uh, it's never expected, but it's always appreciated, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And I suppose look, I wanted to talk about the vinyl anyway. The vinyl only came out how long ago? That's a few weeks ago, maybe. We yeah, released. we just received it uh, middle of June, so just a couple of weeks ago. Okay, and was that always going to be on the plan as well to drop a vinyl? No, it, it was not. It it uh, that actually came about pretty late in the game. It was about I think it was the right before we put up the pre-orders on Bandcamp. Uh, we finally decided to go ahead with a vinyl release, so that would have been early September. Okay. And now at that point, we had no idea if there was going to be any you know any interest in it at all. So uh, somebody had recommended we look into doing uh, crowdfunding for for vinyl. Yeah. So that was the yeah. route we went with it. Um. And as a result of leaving the uh, the pre-order window open probably a few months longer than typical, um, mm. you know, that was why everything kind of with uh, with you know delay times and everything. That's how we yeah. ended up in June getting the vinyl. But uh, you know it, we got it and it looks and sounds great. And the people Jeez, that, that people that have received it, they they seem to love it. Yeah, that's the credit to you, lads. I mean, trying to get vinyl pressed at this stage is is near impossible. Like the wait. Waiting times are fucking scandalous, like. Absolutely. And again, to have to crowdfund it and try and do it all yourselves, you know, just mm. the, the the whole DIY aspect of it all. Yeah. Is is amazing, like. But was it done because through the band? So did you think that we better do it, or was it a case? Was it a personal thing that you like vinyl yourselves? It, it, Matt and I talked about yeah. vinyl for quite some time. I'm and both of us yeah. like I mean I love sitting down touching back on listening to albums like sitting down with a vinyl like and listening to an album front mm. to back you know you get done mm. the side you got to go over and flip it mm. those types of things so we always talked about I would like to do a vinyl and yeah. then I think once things were kind of up there Matt was crunching numbers all the time and was like I think we can do it <laughs> I think yeah yeah it's off very good I want to talk about the title of the album but it being self-titled right I'm just curious to, to see why bands do that and why they don't come up with a title for it. Is there any particular reason for that? I think I can answer this one. Uh, at yeah. least from my perspective, um, again, with uh, with COVID and with sitting on these songs for as long as we did and mm -hmm. you know nobody knowing who we were initially, there was no guarantee that we were ever going to make another album. And this this collection of songs okay. seemed, like, seemed like the most, you know, um, the, the, the most basic statement of who the band was. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. It? yeah. Well, that makes sense. Actually, that makes sense, Matt. Yeah, mm -hmm. it does. Fair play. Well, look, I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to have listened to some of your music. Guys, uh, anyone who hasn't heard this yet, you're in for a fucking treat. Anyone who already has and are waiting on your vinyl, <laughs> you just have to wait. It's on the way, no doubt. <laughs> the track I picked, it was EOS, lads. Here it is. Have a listen and see what you think of this.
Right, guys, so there you have it. That is the track EOS from The Depth Beneath Us's debut album and self titled album. Be sure to check it out on Bandcamp, guys. I'm telling you, it is a fantastic record if you haven't already. Right, guys, as we're on about this record, the concept and story, whoever wants to take that on, uh, can you give us a bit of insight? Of the album itself? Or the, or the I was waiting for Ryan there to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all you, Ryan. You know the whole story. I guess I'll, I'll chime in on some of this. I mean, most of it, it like, so the funny thing is, is that track EOS, like that was actually um, a song that the original concept of the song, I think it's still on YouTube. I don't know if it's up there, but that was the track that I used to get everybody onto the project. Oh, Um, nice. And, and obviously it's, it's changed, you know, as far as the song goes. Um, I don't know how much of a story there really is with stuff other than just us kind of having song ideas and things. I mean, I can say um, sometimes I do like a weird thing when I'm, I'm inspired to write. I'll like watch YouTube videos of things that kind of freak me out. Like um, I, I, I'm fascinated by shipwrecks, like okay. underwater shipwrecks. But at the same point too, I'm totally creeped out by the, the depth and the darkness of like what would happen down there. Um, so sometimes putting myself, um, in that kind of uncomfortable zone where I'm like fascinated by something, but also kind of terrified at the same time, like just having these different types of emotions, um, and then just pick up the guitar. Very good. So I suppose that's where the the band name came from initially. So is it that, that idea? Uh, Yeah. I think it has meaning for everybody. Mm -hmm. Mike, I've got an underwater adventure just for you. Perfect. There's this ship called the Titanic. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Anyways, now the the depth beneath us is like I'm I'm a big reader, so I've always had like this. It's an idea that I've you know I tell myself someday I'm gonna write like some novel or some fucking bullshit like that. You know, I mean I may or may not, but it's just kind of the name kind of came from that. I don't know. I just okay. I just you know I pieced the words together and I was like, oh that sounds cool. And I think it was like we had depth was like plural or something and then matt's wife was like that doesn't make sense and i was like yeah you're right that doesn't make sense so then we just made a depth it's not really that cool of a story but it was one of those <laughs> it was one of those things where we had a show coming up and we needed a name oh yeah, yeah. sure that too yeah, and, and we do the same thing we always do we we collaborated somebody started something and yeah. it just spitballed and just kept going and going and and we eventually came up with something just a brainstorming exercise for mike was it oh, basically sure. yeah 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 and on that, did, like I kept saying the depth, I couldn't not say the depths beneath us. It I had to fucking train myself to drop the ass. I have yeah. a hard time yeah. saying See, it every time. I guess yeah. I guess we were in the same boat then, man, because yeah. I, yeah. I was like, ooh, the depths beneath us. And then I guess it does sound really weird now that I think about it. But <laughs> I swear, we're all overthinking, you know, it just sounds yeah, right, sure. Know. Yeah, yeah. And the artwork that came along with this album then, guys, so, whether there's a story or not to it, how did you pick it even? I mean, it's really... Um, we look. We wanted something uh, to kind of go along with the whole self-titled aspect of it. We wanted something that was minimal, and yeah. so we took. Uh, it was kind of like an evolution of what our band logo was at the time. And I've been a fan of um, Rob Sheridan, who's a graphic artist. He was the uh, art director for Nine Inch Nails for many years, and he okay. does a lot of glitch art. And so I had been like, you know, learning a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, techniques from him. So mm-hmm. it was just an. A, it was a it was a kind of like an exercise of putting that to use and seeing what would what we could make of it and while still looking for something that would be abstract enough to kind of let people come up with their own interpretation while listening to the music all right very good very good the album as a whole now when you look back at it lads i mean it is around in theory since 2018 Mm -hmm. are you happy with everything that 
is sitting on that vinyl record behind you there, Mike. Are you happy with the final product? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always wish I would have played like my solo a little bit better, but you know, whatever. <laughs> at, at some point, it's, only, it's in the interlude. No one cares finished. about the interlude. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I care. I care. Okay, Dan. Thank I you. Care. I care too. But you know, maybe someone listening will care. Go listen to that solo and let me know what you think. If I should, I'll come back. If I should to go back one, in yeah. and redo that shit or not. <laughs> I think it's too late to redo it. <laughs> yeah i know oh well i'll nail it on the you mentioned as well earlier that, that you're actually even writing new material that you sort of mentioned it at the beginning there yeah obviously okay. obviously you're happy where you are at the moment as a band so obviously the next step is there will be a second album like i take it that's, we're yeah. a couple of songs deep into writing for the next album i think the one mandate right. we gave ourselves was that we'd like it to be heavier than the first while still keeping the sense of dynamics that we okay throughout the first album so it, that's a kind of careful balance to hit um yes the first couple of songs seem to be going in that direction yeah the first song i really i really like the first song a lot it's one of my favorite things we've written so far in fact um on, on that point like this is something that we've just started to promote um a, you know this is totally optional but if people wanted to follow along with us we're actually putting some uh, demo clips of the new material up we just started a patreon page where people can wow. uh, you know, they, they can listen along as the next album was being written. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. Totally optional. Brilliant. Brilliant. Mike, anything to add to that? Um, new new I, material? I, I'm along for the ride. Like, I love it. I love writing music, um, whether it's it's heavier or, or whatever. It, um, I'm just happy playing music with, with these guys. I enjoy it. It's fun. Um, I, I think as far as my thoughts go, the same thing as like the last album. I'm just here to make a good album. I'm... Mm utterly yeah. humble and so unbelievably shocked that anybody even wants to talk to us, let alone listen to the music. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm here to do it. Like I'm just on cloud nine with it all. And I'm absolutely happy to be writing it and moving along, you know, and Brilliant. I think Brilliant. we found a very good balance between our personal lives and being able to do this. Yeah. If that's not easy though, Mike, sure. I mean, yeah. Dan, you mentioned young kids as others, but the kids in their teenage years or whatever. Work commitments. Oh, yeah. This it's fucking it's full on ads. I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah, it's it's all on it's on a razor's edge to keep it together. But like we've yeah. been able to do it so far, and hopefully that continues for as long as it can. And like you have all been together from day one, as as a band, there hasn't there has been a change in no, personnel it, at any it, stage. It, it, since, nope. since since we formed, it's been wow. the, this five you know this, these five people. Amazing, brilliant stuff, guys. Come here, look influences musically stuff that you would have listened to in the past that you brought forward through this album mm -hmm. um is there bands that sort of spring to mind uh, uh I'll, I'll actually i'll go to each one of you for this if you don't sure. mind yeah. Stan, sure. would you kick off man yeah sure uh there's a band that that mike mentioned earlier um mike and i actually went to high school together his senior year um i think he that's when you first came to our town in pennsylvania right um, some sometime after that, uh, the band, the receiving end of Sirens, put out their first album. Uh, it's called uh, Between the Heart and the Synapse. And as far as albums go, uh, jumping mm. back to that, that album will probably influence everything I write for the rest of my life. It's yeah, incredible. As well as around the same time, Circa Survives' um, initial album, Juterna, that will probably influence a lot of things that I write. I mean, now at this point in my life, I'm really into into a lot of metal and I'm getting back into like the 80s synth wave stuff that's going on, being an 80s child that I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, but those two bands, Circus Survive and The Receiving End of Sirens, 
as far as this type of music goes, is mm. definitely will influence everything I write for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Just, like I said, just those two initial albums from those bands are just phenomenal from front to back, in my opinion. Mm. That's that's me, at least for for our for our type of music. Hip Perfect. Yeah. A whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how do you how do you assess it all? Well, I mean, like, I think the thing is we each have such different influences, right? So, mm. I mean, I do listen to a lot of post-rock, but I wouldn't say it's the main thing that I listen to either. You know, um, some of my favorite bands are uh, Carnival, um, Ocean Size, which I know Ryan mentioned. And, yeah. you know, that's uh, the connection there is that we, you know, we actually reached out to uh, Steve DeRose, their, their uh, old guitarist, to mix our record and was Very just good. amazed when he could, could mix for us. Um, yeah, those would be probably two of my main influences I, I i lean more towards like the uh progressive rock kind of yeah. spectrum mm -hmm. yeah. how about yourself right not, not, are you the same as matt yeah pretty much ocean size carnival i like a little bit more metal than i think matt though mm -hmm. yeah Monuments. We're, the we're the metal guy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can you drop us a few metal bands um brain what, what stuff you be talking uh thornhill the dark pool is a fantastic album mm. okay um Monuments. You ever hear of Monuments? I did actually. Yeah, I did. I did. Really nice. nice. Architects. Oh, yeah. Architects. What was it? Mm. The Contortionist. Yeah. Oh, the Contortionist. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Great yeah. call. Really good. Like a Great lot call. of death metal, like Black Black Dahlia Murder. Mm -hmm. That's when. Yeah. That's every like black metal. Every time I die is more like hardcore metal. But yeah. Every time I die is probably my favorite band of all time, but they're a little more like hardcore metal. They just broke yeah. up. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Source <laughs> we go straight to Mike. So Mike, help help Dan out here. Let me have a have um, let me have his moment. So for me, I think uh, whatever I'm listening to, I, I I'm a combination of everybody. Like so, I agree. Like the receiving end of sirens, um, Circus Survive, their first albums, um, Casey uh, Crescenzo. If I'm even saying that correctly, yeah, from, I know. So uh, hard to say. Yeah, from uh, uh, the Stephen and Sirens, he went on to do a project called The Deer Hunter. It's like Deer John, D-E-A-R. Um, that's mm -hmm. a huge influence to me. They're absolutely amazing band. Yeah. Um, they, they have three guitar players and sometimes switch off and do keys. Um, yeah. Even the stuff like um, Ocean Size and Carnival, like I didn't get into them until the past couple of years. Thankfully, Matt and Ryan got me into them and they've been on repeat just any of their albums constantly. So I feel like that's influencing way more of like what I'm writing nowadays yeah. and my choices yeah. of stuff. Um, but I mean, as far as the first album, I means like Caspian was probably the band that really like got to me. Like if these trees could talk and bands like that like a, a friend of mine introduced me to a lot of them 10 years ago and in all honesty he gave me like you know his hard drive i copied a bunch of music and i mm. sat on it i just at that time in my life i didn't have the time to listen yeah. to albums and it wasn't until probably about 2015 2016 i i had a job where i could listen to music all day and i started listening to, to music again and a lot of albums um and at some point when i like i found caspian i was like oh my gosh like are, are you kidding me um, so that really inspired me um, a lot on the first album and a lot with the idea of this project. It was one of those okay. awakenings where I was, I, again, just kind of have blinders on as far as my musical stuff was going on. There was a, a time in my life where I just, I didn't pick up the guitar. I just didn't listen to music as much um, jobs and other stuff going on in my life. And 
when I, I found them, I was like, oh my gosh, like there's this post rock thing. There's, there's bands out there that, that don't have yeah. singers that are just these like soundtracks to what's going on in your daily routine. I was like, yeah. this is amazing. So that stuff really kind of pushed me towards a lot of this. Um, but I mean, even like the Mars Volta, like that's something yeah. that absolutely oh. it blows, blows me away every time. Um, and so all of the stuff, anything that I've listened to that's influenced my playing and learning of the instrument to yeah. what I listen to nowadays is going to influence anything I'm writing. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's like, great to hear there's such a broad spectrum of, of tastes, you know, I know you're even influencing each other, like, yeah. which, is, which is great to see. Sorry, Dan, when I caught you there. I just, I just want to point out that Mike was in a successfully, uh, or I'm sorry, in a successful Mars Volta cover band for a small amount of time, and it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah. anybody listening that knows Mars Volta, that is not fucking easy to do. And Mike was part of a group that pulled it off, so he knows what Thank he's talking you. about there. It was awesome. That, yeah, that that's a whole other story for another day. <laughs> How long ago was that? Just out of curiosity, Mike. How long ago were you talking? That was so, COVID, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I do, in, in 2019, um, as we were playing our first show and we were planning on doing this album, uh, a friend mm. of mine who loves the Mars Volta, um, Aaron, he's a fantastic yeah. singer. Um, and he he reached out, I think, to you, Danny, and, and asked if you would do it. And I think you yeah. said no. I couldn't. Kids, man. Yeah. yeah. And then so he reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to do a Mars tribute, uh, a Mars Volta tribute band for a Halloween show? Um, and this was like in August that he reached out to me and was like, hey, we're going to learn these, I think, like six songs. Like, I, I couldn't even remember them if you tried to ask me yeah, to play yeah, any of them yeah. today. But it was it was sitting down and doing homework every night of learning these songs. Um, and we did one show. Um, on Halloween at a, a local venue that was it was a lot of fun it really was I think there's YouTube clips of it um, Aaron's it a phenomenal fun. singer everybody fun. in that band was is all phenomenal musicians and it was a ton of fun and then we continued doing it with the idea of like just doing one-off shows here and there and then COVID yeah, happened yeah. You know, okay. and then after like I mean it's not like everything. Uh, I think like a year or two into COVID I think Mars Holta got back together you know and it's <laughs> it's funny because um, Josh uh, Nesmith, who did our um, video for the Contempest, um, he he was the drummer in that band, um, and and it was just funny like seeing him. And I was like, oh, I guess we're not going to do a Mars Volta tribute band anymore if the, if the Mars Volta is back together. What's <laughs> the point of that? Like, so yeah, they fucking destroyed everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that I mean that was nice because it also pushed me. Like I mean, as much as I love the music, like there's a, there's a fine line for myself of loving the music and learning music. Like I don't sometimes I like to always learn people's songs because mm. I, it, it kind of pulls away that mystery of like, what are they doing? How are they doing it? Yeah. Um, so it was, it was really kind of a, a nice thing to learn some stuff and, and push myself is yeah. the way that I use that. And that was fun. Yeah. Like from, from a listener's perspective, for me, anyway, I mentioned to you before we started recording that if these trees could talk would have been a huge, huge influence on me musically over the last, right now, 10, 15 years, whatever, since I got into post music. Well, since, Bones of a Dying World, and since they sort of dropped off the edge of the fucking earth, I've heard nothing from them. But this album is probably the first album that I've ever heard that has been anywhere close to what they were putting out. And I say this with all the greatest of respect, is you have your own sound and your everything else is yours. But this album could easily be their next album, if you know what I mean. It's, wow. it's that that's, good. That's yeah. Thank you. I take it as a compliment. 
That's one of the. But good, and it's meant as a compliment, guys. It really is. Thank you. So, what's next for the band Soul? As I know, obviously, you're going to record. What about going live or touring? Is there any talk at all about? <laughs> I think at, at, at this point in our lives, with kids and families, I think the the point of this project was always to make albums more so than studio based. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like we'll we'll we're open to doing a show here and there, uh, but it's a it, it's a lot of a time commitment to get ready for That's a show, it. especially the way we want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think if we just focus on writing the best albums we can and seeing what opportunities come from that, that's probably, you know, that makes more sense. Let's Perfect, focus yeah. on the things that, that we're good at. Yeah, well, there's certain, uh, there's certain like, I mean, like I'm always open to do shows like with enough advanced notice. It's just, you know, like, like you were saying, my kids are young right now. There's mm. different gear that I would like to have before we would play live again as yeah. well. Um, I'm the only one that uses uses an amp still. These guys uh, use like uh, awesome modulators and stuff like that that I don't have the money for quite yet. But I want to get to that point eventually. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm always open to shows. I mean that that'd be that'd be great. I just you know, around here our our area of Pennsylvania um, is a really good hub if you want to get to places like you know New York City, Baltimore, Washington, Philadelphia pittsburgh stuff like that but our our particular city doesn't there's not really much of a a niche niche for Mm. us i guess i mean there's a scene but it's not like it's not not really for us i guess i would say i don't know there are some great venues around here though there's some really cool venues and they pull in some some good shows and stuff but like our 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 music like i it'd be better off to try to either go to another city and jump on a show with a different band or like host a show here full of those bands. But then of course the question is like how much of a crowd will we pull out and those types of things. Um, And also to touch on, on the whole show thing too, like what Matt was saying, like if we're not focused on shows, we're going to be focused on writing. But once we have a show, like in my head, like the, just the way that it works for me is like, I go into show mode. I go into everything I'm yeah. prepping is for the show. Like where I'm not going to sit there and be like, Hey, let's you know run the new song. It's going to be like, okay, let's run the set. All right. Ready? Let's the run song, the set yeah. again. The new yeah. song is going to yeah. be part of the set. If we're doing a show, we're playing that newest one. Sorry. Yes. And, and that's <laughs> fine too. But my mind goes away from the writing and taking the time, but it goes to preparing for the, the show because just like Matt said, I mean, it, it's a thing where we want to put on a show. So exactly exactly worry about things you know mm-hmm. in, in that aspect yeah yeah but i suppose if touring isn't realistic is is the likes of a one-off festival something that you would possibly look into maybe even next year let's be realistic it's not it's going to happen this year next year if, if, if a festival came along and said guys will you come along look i'm not going to rule it out it's going yeah. to take a lot of convincing yeah. it's going to take convincing everybody and also myself but i mean okay i'm not going right. to pull anything out See, unfortunately, I hope I'm all right saying this. We live in a country run by greedy capitalists that demand that we work constantly and spend all of our waking hours just slaving away for the man. And, yes. Uh, really, I feel like people should be, especially if they want to shove AI down our throats. You know what? Have AI do my job. Don't have AI make <laughs> songs and make art. Have it do my accounting job that I have to go to every single day. And then, you know, have the government just pay me so I can make music with my friends and create things that people really love. You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. I love your tall pattern. (laughs) Suffice it to say, if I didn't have to go to work all the time and then come home and, you know, I love my family, obviously, but that takes my time after work. But if there wasn't so much work involved, you know, we could do something like that. 
unfortunately. I mean, also to to touch on what Danny said, anyways. Though I mean, <laughs> I don't think if if somebody came to us with enough notice, I mean, yeah, we just have to work out the logistics. Okay, that's okay. what it comes down to. Yeah, and the reason, the reason I asked that is because you know post festival, which mm -hmm. is coming up in August, I think. Yeah. Which, if you see the lineup for that, like, I mean, you fit the bill fucking it's, perfectly. It, it's, it's an incredible it's, lineup, and thank you. For where is this? That. Yeah, yeah. I think it's in I would love it. In Indiana. Yeah, exactly. That's the word is, and uh, I just think you're made for it, lads. And I'd love to see someone like you. I think it would do it ju justice. Would be served, lads, if you were there next year oh, based on this album alone. Yeah. and that's why I wanted to drop that whole idea. And hopefully, sure, the guys at Post Festival are listening in, and yeah, that'd be great. In contact, right, lads? Three questions I gave you last week there, just for a bit of fun. Okay. wrap up the show i'm going to ask you all individually so ryan you're going to be playing a playing a part in this one <laughs> <laughs> so look lad i'm going to kick off we go left right so dan i'm going to kick off with you there what track would you like to do a cover version of yourself as a band and yourself whichever way any like any track any genre any time oh man see it's, uh, sorry i don't want to take up too much time i'm just trying to think of something that'd be good with like three guitars um any receiving end of siren song would be awesome for me. I don't know that anybody would really notice that, yeah. but um, uh, man, I don't know. You know what? No. I like to harmonize guitars a lot, and I think we could pull yeah. some of it off. I think a Boston song would be cool. Okay, you know, like there long time foreplay into uh, I don't know, like more than a feeling or something. Just have like one <laughs> rhythm, just like laying down like the low end the rhythm part of the guitar and then like the other two guys harmonize those leads because boston harmonizes everything something from boston that's my answer perfect great answer <laughs> great answer then we'll take that one matt um so i thought about this right and um i think well uh, i would say judith by a perfect circle not not Ooh. not for any particular reason other than the fact that people on instagram have commented that our song can tempest like the 15 second clip of it that they heard okay several people have said oh that sounds like a perfect circle so hey yeah. why not why not do the song okay. nice one nice one ryan talk to me what, what, what would you think uh i said this one before uh making plans for nigel oh yeah oh yeah very very different very left field yeah I like yeah i'd like to see what we could do with something like mm. that a song like nice that. one great answer right i fucking love it man. <laughs> mike i i've thought about this answer i really truly don't have an answer because part of yeah. me goes like okay do you want to break down something for composition so with three guitar players and and everything like that like part of me wants to be like chicago something that has a horn yeah section, something that could you know you could really do a lot with and then other parts of me are like you know just go like straight up rock and roll or something that influences you like mm. whether you want to do something classic you know, like Tears for Fear and do like Shout or just something from the 80s yeah. that has a hook or something. Like it's it's a very difficult thing. Like and, and for all five of us to agree on a cover, that would be difficult and on so, itself by that. Have you at any stage during rehearsal so has got together and jammed something from somebody else just for just for shits and giggles as no? Not not the ones that I've been. No? Yeah, it, it doesn't Ryan. like that very often. Ryan, Ryan usually start in with a bass line, and then sometimes it'll we'll pick it up. But uh, okay, yeah, hey, you're playing Volpeck that one day. Yeah, I love that yeah. one. Yeah, Ryan will sometimes play like a bass line, be like, "Who is it?" And we'll be like, "I don't know what is it." And then sometimes you'll recognize it, sometimes you won't. Very good. Right, that second second question: What movie or series would you like to hear uh, the Depth Beneath Us track played on? Are we going circling back to me? We we start again, Dan. We go switch okay, yeah. to the chat. 
I uh, I thought about this a lot. I one of my favorite movies of all time is called Heat, um, by uh, Michael Mann directed. It's like Robert De Niro or Al Pacino. Pacino, yeah. And he uh, he Michael Mann along with another woman co-authored. She co-authored a uh, the sequel to it, and they're supposed to make a movie at some point. Michael Mann's like eighty-one years old, so I don't. I mean, you know, may he live forever, but. <laughs> I don't know if he'll have time to do it, but if that movie ever gets made, Heat 2, somewhere in there, that'd be awesome. Nice one. Good call. Good call. One of my favorites. Great film, actually. That's a fucking classic, yeah. yeah. I know, so good. How old is that, by the way, Dan? How long ago was that film made, do you think? I want mid-90s? No no later than 95. I think think 94. I'm pretty sure the movie was 95. 94. Wow. All right. I think 94, too. We'll have to look that up. (laughs) But it's phenomenal. It is. We're showing our age here, lads. Oh, for okay. sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Right. Matt, Matt, same question to you. Okay. What movie series? Right. Again, I thought about this a bit. Um, one of my favorite movies is uh, Shaun of the Dead. I, I love the horror comedy. Oh, I, yeah. I love Edgar Wright. And I think yeah, a, any, any movie that he does would be excellent because of how he incorporates music into whatever he does. It's so yeah. rhythmic, yeah. the soundtrack that he chooses. So I think that would be a great choice. Great call again. Fucking nice one. That's the first I've heard that now. Ryan? Uh, you said TV Are you movie buff? TV series? Movie or TV? Yeah, sure uh, the is. Boys for yeah, TV. that'd be cool. I'd love to hear one of our songs on that. I mean, uh, Hot Fuzz. I like Hot, Hot Fuzz, Fuzz more than uh, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Hot, That's fair. Dude, Hot Fuzz is probably, the, it's, as far as like that That's pairing like of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and then Edgar Wright's yeah. yeah, Hot Fuzz yeah. probably takes yeah. the cake. Great call, Ryan, yeah. And Mike, wrap that one up there for us. So I'll, I'll just go, I'd be happy with it on anything um, as far as it goes. I'd love to yeah. see as as crazy as it, I'd shoot for the moon and go like let put it on a Marvel or put it on Star Wars, putting on a big um big franchise. Um, somebody yeah. actually, and this was cool that again the power of the internet. Um, somebody actually put together their own like fan Spider Man trailer and used our song Contempest, and I was really? blown away. Yeah, it was just randomly i think matt found it and like sent it to us and i was like oh my god this is just ridiculous that somebody put matt. together this trailer uh, their own fan made thing and then used our song and like the way they clipped stuff together to different parts of the yeah. song it was really cool it was very cool to see it have you watched it a few times <laughs> i think i've watched it twice of course I three times yeah. Hey, I, th- I think I, I watched I it once and I, I, yeah, I shared it with him and so I saw it a couple of times yeah. I watched it once when you sent it to me we watched it once as a group and I think I showed somebody else yeah. and and share it to everybody on your friends of course. <laughs> on your friends group yeah <laughs> right lads uh, name a bucket list band that you would like to play a support or guest to uh, Ocean's Eyes Ocean's Eyes may, may they live forever yeah yeah is there three ocean size already so there, yeah? Well, I mean, like, I think, uh, here, if we're going to go out of order. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I mean, Caspian, obviously, if we're going post-rock, like, I, it would uh-huh. be just, just an honor to be able to share a stage with them. Um, but, I mean, for me personally, um, I, I would have to say Carnival. I just watched, yeah. I, think, I think just earlier today, they uploaded a, a, a documentary of uh, their tour recently with the ocean. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you've got post metal there. Um, so obviously, yeah. they're, they're open to that kind of thing, and it would just be—it would be an honor, right? Nice so one. I, yeah, thanks. Very good, Dan. Last word too, boy. Yeah, I, I mean, trios would be cool. Uh, the the two bands I'd want to open for are both defunct now. Um, but that's, you know, the, that's okay. the, deer, 
But like Mike said, uh, like he mentioned, Casey, who was part of Trios, formed the Deer Hunter. And those guys, I mean, they make they make albums that sound like entire musicals. So I mean, mm. I would love to open for them. That'd be cool. And Carnival would be right. awesome, too. I mean, like one of the most beautiful vocalists in the world in that band. So. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. That's a great call. Great choices. Really a fucking great choices there. That's all my questions, lads. That's everything I have for you. I suppose everybody else who's listening in, lads, this album, self-titled The Death Beneath Us, as I mentioned earlier, if anyone is into that sort of genre of post-metal and that sort of melody-infused heavy guitars, jewel, trip, can you call it triple jewel guitaring? I don't know what can you call it, such a thing. But it's all there, lads. And if you like If These Trees Could Talk, as I mentioned earlier, especially The Bones of a Dying World, that album, this album just triggered, triggered that straight away to me. Go check them out. Dan, Matt, Ryan and Mike, lads, you're so fucking humble. It's incredible. Do you know that? Thanks. Thank you. You know, Thank you. this album that you've created is a fucking beast altogether, an absolute beast. Cannot wait to hear what comes out in the next album. Um, I'll be keeping my ears peeled. Uh, and thanks for coming on the show, lads. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for having us. So there you go, guys. That is The Death Beneath Us. Check everything out on their Bandcamp page and check their Instagram, their Facebook. Keep in touch with them. Everybody else, I'll see you on a couple of weeks' time. Thanks to Richie Dewey of the Metal Cell Podcast who edits and produces the show, and we'll talk to you all later. Take care.